said amen what a way to start the worship this morning if you're able let's stand and we're going to sing great is thy faithfulness and then we'll go after we sing the first and third verse we'll go right into sanctuary and sing through that twice Peace that endureth. 
This side sounded good, that one didn't. <laughs> so I think this side over here needs to practice. Good morning, and put a smile on your face. Good morning. Now, all together, good morning. Good morning. Feel like I'm in kindergarten, Miss Brooke. You know, good morning, teacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good morning, and you too. Hey, it's good to see each of you on this uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, it's a day that we look forward to. It's a time we come into the house of the Lord and we worship him and we get to hear from him. And so I pray that you will sit back and relax on this Labor Day weekend in God's rest. And uh, let's hear from what he would whisper in our ears this morning. This is the first Sunday of the month, and we have some birthdays and anniversaries. Yes, we got, a, oh my, we got Sandy Adams, and she's going to be 39, and Donna Vickery, they must be twins, they were both born the same time, they're both 39, Mike Tucker, Shirley Mayar, John Spires, are you having another birthday, John? All right, all right. Uh, and, and Barrett Stevenson, and they're not here this morning, but, and uh, Ken Coates said he was getting a year older. I don't know how he could get much older than that. But uh, anyhow, let's sing happy birthday to him this morning. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. And we got any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Do we got any anniversaries? No anniversaries? Some of y'all gonna have to go out and get married. We need some September birthdays. Let's see who would be up next. Brooke, I guess you're next. (laughs) 
Hey, uh, I, I, I think it's important that God's people, when they come together, they're not always just solemn, but they also are able to laugh together. Do you like to laugh? And it just feels the Lord laughter is, is good medicine for the body. And uh, so we want to, uh, want to laugh. We have a few uh, visitors that are here this morning. I, I, I think, let's see, Pat and Bob, I think, are you new? Make sure you fill out a visitor's card. <laughs> We're glad to see Pat and Bob back with us this morning. So good to have you. We hope that you will feel the Lord's presence today. And uh, we have uh, Miss Carolyn's family, her, her daughter and granddaughter. Is that right? All right, and we're glad to have you here with us this morning, and uh, I think that's, that's all the visitors we got, but uh, we, we, uh, we're glad that you all are here this morning. You all know that uh, when for giving, we don't take a regular offering with our ushers, but we do have giving in that box back there. It's by your tithes and your offerings that this church, the different ministries that we do, are able to function. It's because of your faithfulness and for your and because of your commitment. I want to thank you for your givings. Thank you for your support for the church. Thank you for your support to the Lord. Uh, please don't forget that. Um, those that's important. Also today uh, at three o'clock, we're going to uh, be going to the guest house. They're just you know they're just getting warmed up here. I mean, they, they're just getting warmed up. When they get over the guest house, they really bring the roof down over there at, that, at, at the guest house. You ought to come if you, you don't have anything to do at 3 o'clock. I know none of you do. But at 3 o'clock, uh, uh, we'll be singing for our, the guest house. And we always have a good time. And they have a good time also. Also, a, a couple of other announcements. This next Wednesday, Wednesday, y'all say Wednesday. Now, say something else. Six o'clock. What time? Six o'clock. The youth are going to have a fundraiser meal, and they're getting ready to take a trip, and this is the way that they're able to take these trips is on the fundraisers. This is not taken out of the church budget. This is taken from their fundraisers, and this Wednesday night is six o'clock, a fundraiser. It says cheesy Chicken, spaghetti, whatever that is. Is that is it good? Is it good stuff? All right, good. Well, that's and that's that's on a donation basis, Charlotte. Is that right? And if you can't donate, come anyhow. Somebody else will put in for you. Uh, might have Charlotte put in for you, but other than that, no. <laughs> Uh, we want th this is a time of fellowship also, but we will also be having our regular Bible study at 6:30, and the youth will also be meeting at 6:30. Next Sunday morning, of course, our worship service. A special announcement I want you to remember, and I don't like to take a lot of time in 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 uh, announcements and stuff, but there's some things that are important. It's important for the church, and on uh, Sunday, September the 24th. Uh, is an installation service. And, and I want you, want you to know uh, what an installation service is. It is when the church, God's people, the congregation, when they have called a new minister or when God has called a new minister, 
One of the gifts that a congregation can give to their pastor, it's not money, it's your support knowing he's got your support. And that service is, is a service of support that I hope that the church will come. I think there's going to be some other pastors here. Pastor Ray's going to be here. And that is at 4 o'clock. And the reason why we set it at 4 o'clock is there's pastors down in southern Louisiana that are planning on being here. And they needed a little bit more time after church. But I would really treasure you here. If you want to give me a gift... On my installation, that's to be here. Well, I'm really laying it on thick, aren't I? <laughs> I would like for you to be here and uh, have a good turnout for that service. That is a, a, a reflection of your faithfulness when you are able to come together and share at times like that. Sunday, 4 o'clock. Sunday, September 24th at 4 o'clock. I read a, ran across this in my, one of my devotions this week. And I thought it was so good as we begin our worship this morning. It says this. The Lord is about to speak a word into our preoccupied, overscheduled life. God will not wait for you to become calm and serene as if you were alone on a mountaintop. Instead, you are here in this gathering of preoccupied people, all asking that we might hear a word from the Lord. The prayer isn't asking that we do anything. We cannot respond many times because we haven't heard. So just listen. But we pray that we would listen with joy Perhaps the joy here is enough to arrest your restless mind and heart so that real as they are, yesterday's cares and tomorrow's worries don't have the last word. Let's worship this morning with the Lord speaking to our hearts. You're able to stand, let's sing victory in Jesus. Floods of me, and I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me. Is built for me in glory. 
beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story. Some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and taught me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is to Him. He loves me. to continue standing it's because he loves me <coughs> when the storm winds rage and the rain falls fast and the clouds hang low above I shall be Till the storm is past, for I trust my Savior's love. And he knows the way, and he holds my hand, and he will not let it go. that I was so good or great for my heart was vile with sin I had turned my back on the narrow gate neither cared nor lived for him but I pleaded and he chose my way for his grace I did not know but he sought me still through the night and day just because he loved me so I will trust In the joy of 
share just because he loved me so. Thank you. Children, you may go to Children's Church. You may be seated. We got a treat for you while they go out. Oh. There's always some smart alley. It's got to put something in there, isn't it? As bad as the pastor, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. Hey, we want to go and get ready to go to prayer this morning and uh, some prayer concerns. Uh, many of you ask how Lynn has been doing. Lynn had COVID last week. She started off with COVID last Sunday and I tested COVID for Monday and she still tested positive this morning. And so we, I wouldn't let her out of the cage this morning. So, but I'm here and I, I have to do a lot of the shenanigans because I have to make up for two, you know. So <clears throat> remember her in prayer. Also, uh, James Vickery called me this morning. He's really sick. And uh, we want to remember him this morning. And, uh, uh, he says he has these spells about two or three times a year, and I don't know whether you're familiar with them or not, but we need to lift up, him up in prayer. It's good to see Pat here this morning. Pat's still on the healing edge this morning, and we're praying, and we thank you for your sunshiny face that's here. Now, if you could just get Bob if, is, to be contagious of your smile. I love you too, Bob. I, I didn't want to leave you out. It just, it just happens. Other other special spoken requests this morning that we need to remember. We need to remember the others are on here. The victims of the hurricane. Those still suffering in Hawaii. Uh, some of them are traveling. I think Vicky's gone traveling to the beach. I don't know whether we should pray for her or uh, bless her, her curse her. I don't know. What do you think? We'll bless her. We, we miss her when she's not here. Um, is there any other requests this morning? If not, we're going to uh, uh, sing a little chorus that says, Learning to Lean and Learning to Leave. And then uh, Bryce is going to come and uh, share our morning prayer this morning. Would you stand as we sing this little chorus? <clears throat>
come to you right now, Lord, and I just want to thank you for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with, Lord, and I just pray, pray over every prayer request that was said, Lord, and I pray over every unspoken prayer request that people may be going through, Lord, and I just pray that you speak through uh, Pastor Dan this morning, that you would just uh, move in this room, Lord, as you are always moving even when we don't see it, Lord, and I pray that in your name, amen. 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 Thank you, gang. Thank you, Pastor Dan. We, we can use a couple more uh, voices up here if y'all want to. Any of you feel led or convicted about not singing? And um, I always like to have a, a special song from someone in our congregation because I think it adds a, to our worship experience. And uh, so when nobody volunteers... I got a I got a 200 tapes in there I can sing, you know I could probably sing one every every Sunday for the next couple of years and y'all wouldn't know the difference not being the same one, but so I pull one out because I think this would contribute to our our worship this morning, so hit me this morning. We think it's gonna. is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way if you've got some questions in the corners of your mind Traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find Reflections of your past seem to face you every day But this one thing I do know, Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today Above him there's no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer For the world today Above him there's no other Jesus is the way 
I know that you've got mountains that you think you cannot climb. I know that your sky seems dark, you think the sun won't shine. Just in case you don't know, the word of God is true. And everything he's promised, he will do for you. Sing with me. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Y'all believe that? So today is Labor Day weekend. And you know what happens on Labor Day weekend, don't you? Huh? Off work. No, I think we try to work more. We try to catch up on all those things we've been putting off for the summer. And we decide to go to the beach at the last second to make their last one. They try, we try to do some things around the house. But you know, um, as we celebrate this Labor Day, I want you to know it doesn't have to be this way. And it's us to live more disciplined lives and not being uh, workaholics. I know a lot of you are workaholics. Always got to be doing something. Uh, yeah, raise your hand. Yeah, you know who you are. Workaholics. But I want to give us some scripture today uh, from God's word from Hebrews. And I'm going to be sharing about Labor Day. And... Um, I don't even know what I called this sermon. Uh, what did I call this sermon? Okay, time to rest. It's a time to rest. God's way. Thank you, Brooke. You reminded me what I'm preaching on this morning. And the, the, scripture, <clears throat> the scripture is taken from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. You know, Labor Day was started back in the 1890s. Uh, as a way to celebrate the working people and to set aside a time of rest. Can y'all say that? Rest. rest from our labors. You know, spiritually, there's also a time to do this also. As we begin our scripture, I'm going to read this. And I want you to think of all of this, see how many times the word rest is used in this text. The writer of Hebrews begins, Therefore, let us fear lest 
while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you should seem to have come short of it. He's chastising us for not resting. For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also, but the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he said, as I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although his words were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has thus said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience, he again fixes a certain day, today saying through David after so long a time, just as has been said before, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. There remains therefore a Sabbath rest for who? The people of God. Is that you? There remains therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has, has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anyone fall through following the same example of disobedience. There remains, therefore, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Ten times the word rest is used. In the same context, this is not a rest that is concerning our salvation. But it's a rest that is reserved for the people of God. So if you are a follower of Christ this morning, this scripture is for you. There's a rest time for you. This rest is not heaven. For in here it warns of those that are disobedient, lest they would, uh, they had, would fall short of heaven. But this rest is entered into that is spoken of in this passage of scripture is spoken of when we cease from our own works and our own spiritual works. You know, sometimes we can get so involved doing spiritual things that we forget the most important things and that is to please God. This rest is entered when we cease from our labors and we rest in the finished work of the cross. I've had uh, some person, some people in my church, one of my churches in Alabama came to me week after week after week and said, Pastor said, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I'm a Christian or not. And we'd talk about the salvation experience and then the next week she would come back and she'd say, Pastor, I, I, I'm just worried that I, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a, a follower of Christ. 
And we'd talk and had the same conversation about what it means to follow Christ, to have, ask forgiveness of sins, and, and to repent and turn around and follow Christ. And she would do this every week. And this happened for several months. Just different times. She would call and she says, Pastor, I'm still struggling about whether I'm a Christian or not. Now, the devil confuses us sometimes. And what, what was the problem was this woman was so involved in trying to do to earn her spiritual labor, her spiritual salvation, that she forgot to rest and enjoy the presence of God in the midst of her present life. And folks, sometimes that we can do that. We can get so involved in doing God's work that we forget to rest on his promises and enjoy his rest and enjoy his presence. Now, I'm not saying there's a time to stop being obedient to God and working for the, the, in the spiritual labor field of heaven. Don't do that. But there's a, also a time that don't forget to rest and enjoy the presence and the rest that only God could give us for forgiveness of sin. The word rest is both a noun and a verb. Anybody know what a noun is? A noun is what? Person, place, or thing. We got some English teachers back here. Person, place, or thing. Thank you, Sherry. And Sherry. And some more. Rest is a noun. A person, place, or thing. It is a place. It's a thing. It's a place of tranquility. It's a place that we find peace with God. It's also a place of refreshment. A place of rest is refreshment. Now, I don't know about you, but when I do go on a trip or on vacation, I try to find some sort of refreshment. That's why we have vacations. Isn't it LM? We go on vacation so we can rest. Eat of the green pastures, eat of the pleasures, and sometimes we forget that in God's presence, it's a time of refreshment. David wrote in Psalms 23 that we go beside the still waters and we eat from the green pastures of life. We sit down at the banquet table and enjoy his presence. That's what rests. And that's the rest that we're talking about this morning. It's a place where God is. Don't forget that when you come to Christ, there is a time to rest. There's a time of tranquility. There's a time of refreshment. But rest is also a verb. Anybody know what a verb is? Action. That's right. I think we got some more teachers there. Action word. It is an action or a lack of it. Rest as a verb means to cease from movement or labor in order to recover and collect strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Y'all are with me this morning. Huh? You're doing good. Barb, keep it up. Have you come to that place of tranquility in your spiritual life this morning? 
that you are ceasing from the movements and the actions of life to recover and collect strength from Almighty God to become refreshed. That place of refreshment, we all need. Hopefully this place this morning is a place to collect your strength from God. It's a place of tranquility, a place of refreshment. Now our society gauges rest on how hard we can work or how much we can get accomplished. And we cry out, how many and how much? And we go by statistics. And, and, and you know, years ago, as I said in the, in, in the opening, uh, wrote in your notes, Back in the 1970s, they came together and said, we've got new work standards and with all the, all the computers and the, and the stuff that we got going these days, that in 50 years, uh, we won't be working as long. Our work week will be shorter. We'll be making so much more money. And 50 years later, it's just as bad, isn't it? It's because work and rest is not a matter of what we are doing. It's a matter of rest. You know, we can keep, we, we try to keep up with the Joneses. We don't have any Joneses here, do we? I, 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 we try to keep up with the Smiths. Well, my wife's a Smith, but she's not here, so that's good. And we try to work our six days a week. Sometimes we get this attitude that we think that we're better than God. That we don't need a rest. But I want to remind you that when God created the heavens and the earth, he created in six days and on the seventh day, he what? He rested. Do you think it's biblical to have rest, spiritual rest? I think it is. I want to follow the example of God. Do you know, several years ago, I read in an article about a new Navy jet fighter that they were on uh, trials and they were back several, several decades ago and they were trying it out to see how it was going to work. And they found out that this Navy jet fighter uh, would travel, could fly at, at supersonic speed. And then they did something they didn't know what was going to happen. They started shooting as they were going at that supersonic speed, they started shooting their guns while they were going through that supersonic speed. You know what happened? They ran right into their shells that they were firing. And I say that to say this, that sometimes in our even spiritual life, we're running in at supersonic speed in life and we're energetic and trying to do this and trying to do that and even spiritually that sometimes we shoot ourselves in the feet. And those shells, we run into the shells that we have propelled into the future. That tells us that we're traveling sometimes in life too fast. If we don't have time to worship God in church, if we don't have time to read the Bible, if we don't have time to pray, if we're neglecting any of these, we're traveling too fast to hear the sound of God's voice. You know, I found that God speaks mostly when there's silence. 
when we say to ourselves, shut up, Dan, stop talking. I can hear the voice of God so much clearer. And sometimes when we're working and we're doing this and we're doing that, the voice of God gets muddled and we cannot hear it. You ever experienced that in your life? I have. This morning, there's rest for God's people. And I would like, I would say this morning, challenge you to make this day a rest day. To listen to God as he whispers in our ears. God's rest. God's rest is a place, it's a place on your notes, it's a place where God is at. Rest. Why? Because God rests. You know, in Jesus' time, Jesus spent time resting. There were times you read the scripture, the disciples and Jesus does miracles and he sends his disciples one way and Jesus goes across the river, across the lake to the other side. And what's he do? He goes there to pray and be alone. I like uh, what Mark writes about Jesus in his, in his uh, de daily devotional life where Jesus himself, it says, he arose early in the morning. I, I've really had a hard time with that scripture. I get under conviction. I am not an early riser. I'm a late going to better though. I don't know if that tells you anything. But Jesus arose early in the morning. He started his day off spending time with God. God's rest begins where God is at. The second thing about rest is God's, God's rest is a place of victory. We sang the song, oh, victory in Jesus. You know, why is that? Why is that such a popular song through the years? Victory in Jesus. Everybody knows that song. Why is it so popular? Because I, th I think that we like victory better than defeat. Huh? I like to live in victory more than I like living in defeat. I, I remember the, uh, the, the story of Elijah after one of his great victories that he had with the, 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 the prophets of Baal and how uh, Elijah had, had uh, poured for fire to fall down on this, uh, this uh, the altar that had been, uh, uh, had been dredged with water. And fire from heaven fell down. A great victory for God's people and Elijah. And we soon follow after that. And, and Elijah goes and he has this conversation with Ahab. And then what does Elijah do? After this great victory, he goes and he runs and he goes and hides because he's afraid. Sometimes we're afraid of victories, to enjoy our victories as a people. God's rest is where victory lies. It's not under the juniper tree as Elijah went and hid. It's not at the battle of Jericho. Jared, know that some of the great victories that we see in scripture are always followed by some defeat. After the great victory of Jericho, God's people were victorious. And what do we find? They go to the next town and they say, oh, we took Jericho. Did you see how Jericho fell? Hey, we're going to take that too. And you know what? They suffer a great defeat. 
Why? Because they weren't obedient and enjoying the rest that God had given. God's rest is a place of contentment. There's anyone in this world that needs to be practicing contentment, it is God's people. We need to be content wherever we at, where are at. Paul wrote, I have learned, and you know Paul went through a lot of ups and downs, persecution, torturing, thrown in prison, beaten so many times, all for his faith. But he wrote this song, you know, I've been through a lot. This, this, this writing, he says, I've been through a lot, but I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Whatever is going on in your life, it's important that you have that place of rest, that place of contentment, knowing that God is your victory, knowing that you do not stand alone. And God's rest comes among his people when our dependence becomes totally upon God and we are enjoying contentment. Can y'all say contentment together? Yeah, did y'all believe in contentment? That's a real word in the dictionary. Contentment of Christ, in Christ, is the rewards of the spiritual labors that we do for six, six days. Contentment comes when God's people hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus said, you're going to be satisfied. You know, so I, I've seen many people in the church through the years, committed people in the church, good workers, good leaders, but they're always in a hurry or they're always firing back with, with words of, of non-encouragement. It is the fact that they're never satisfied and I think there is a time in Christ, in our relationship with God, that we can say, his grace satisfies me. His mercy is sufficient for me. You know, I believe God wants his people to enjoy life. Do you? I enjoy life. I enjoy laughing. I enjoy sometimes crying. I enjoy God's people. There's nothing I love better than to pick on Patrice. It, it just, just it, I love it so much. I'm sure she, she does. <laughs> the contentment, enjoying the presence of God's people and enjoying the presence of God. Well, why there is no rest. In this portion of scripture, you'll see, see three or four different reasons why there's no rest for the Christian. Number one is because of our lack of faith in God's word. We say we believe in God's word. It's the inerrant, it is the absolute word of God. But sometimes we either forget or we don't know what God's word says about his promises. When I was little, and most of you were also, I think most of you were little at one time. Most of you were raised in the church and you know the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against it. You know those songs. 
But we've forgotten them. We've forgotten some of the words of God's precious promises. And sometimes we forget and we lack the faith of enduring through each day. Do you know, I told somebody this morning, this is the day that the Lord has made for you and for me to live for God and to live in his rest. Sometimes our, our lack of faith. In verse 2 said, it, it says uh, that we, that of our scripture, for indeed we have had good news preached to us just as they also, now who is he referring to? He's referring to the Israelites in the Old Testament going through the wilderness when they were given a promise that God was going to deliver them to the promised land. And they get to the promised land and what do they do? God says, send out 12 spies into the promised land and, and come back with what kind of report you're going to give us. And remember that 10 spies came back and said, we can't do it. And then there was Joshua and Caleb says, oh yeah, their, their report is good, but I think we ought to take it too. Why? Because God said we could. That promised land belongs to us. And you see the people of Israel suffered for 40 more years in the wilderness because they said, I can't. We can't do this. Even when God said, I have given you the promised land. I have given you Canaan. They didn't believe they could take it. Now I'm here to tell you this and remind you this morning that whatever you may go, be going through in your life, physical, spiritual, mentally, emotionally, every which way, when God says it is so, it is so. If God says you can take land, you can take land. If God says you can be bold, you can be bold. If God says that you need to have courage, you can have courage. Believe and take God's word for what it is. So there is no rest and we find ourselves dependent upon what we can do rather than what God has promised to do. The second reason there's no rest is because of our disobedience. Verse 6 says, Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them, Failed to enter because of disobedience. Disobedience. Now I know none of you would be like this. But there's been times in my life that I have. I knew what God had told me in my heart and in my mind. And I was disobedient. Any of you all ever been there? And I had to repent. There's been times in the ministry I've known the right thing to do and have not done it like God told me. And I've suffered because of it. Disobedience. And I have had to wrestle with some of those things even through the years because I knew way back God told me to do something and I didn't do it. I could tell you some stories. I won't bore you with that today. Maybe another time, but there's sometimes I've had to repent and ask God for forgiveness. Perhaps it was a word that should not have been said. Perhaps it was a tone in which I said it. Surely not me. Perhaps it was not God's will and I was disobedient. The children of Israel could not 
take and go into the promised land because not only was there lack of faith in what God had said, but because they were just disobedient. And as a result, they, felt for, they suffered for 40 years. Numbers chapter 13, verse 2. They were sent out. God told Moses, send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. That's what God said. And the spies said, no, we can't do that. And as a result, the whole bunch of children of Israel, they had all disobeyed God. Well, the third thing that I would say this morning is why there is no rest, even among God's people, is because we are so in a work-oriented people. We always think we've got to be doing something. Now, let me say this this morning, that I believe we need labors in the work of God, in the church. We need leaders in the work of the church. We need you. But there are sometimes, have you ever been around spiritual people that they're always doing something in the church and they don't have time to receive? They're busy doing this or they're busy doing that. They're busy being a Sunday school teacher. They're busy, busy leading the songs or they're, 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 they're busy doing something and it seems like there's no room for receiving and sometimes we can become so work-oriented. I've seen churches that have been so full of workers, and they're always working, but they weren't happy people. They weren't happy people because there was no rest. You understand where I'm coming from this morning? There's a time to renew our strength. This Labor Day reminds us. It's time to enjoy the presence of God and focus upon Him. Don't be overworked in your spiritual liabilities. Remind you that it's not by your works are you saved, but it's by grace you are saved. Then the, the last reason why there is no rest is their hearts were hardened. Their hearts were hardened. Psalm 95, verses 7 to 11. I'm going to read those. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. I, 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 I think this is one of the hard things in the church. There's people that have served the Lord for many years. We can develop hard hearts. We can lose our passion. We can lose our joy. We can lose our peace. Don't harden your hearts to what God says. As in the day in the wilderness when your fathers tested me. He's going back to the children of Israel. They tried me, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said they are people who err in their hearts and do not know my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger, says the Lord, truly 
they will not enter into my rest. Hardened hearts. How soft is your heart today to hear, thus says the Lord. Well, I want to conclude this morning with this, how to find rest. I've created the problem this morning. Now I've got to tell you how to solve it. And I want you to know that rest is offered to us today. Notice verse 9, there remains therefore a Sabbath. Rest for the people of God. Number one, be diligent in your search for the presence of God. Be diligent. Search for him. Seek him out. Seek first, Jesus said, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else. You'll be able to rest about everything else. If we maintain the kingdom of God, number one, we'll have everything else we need and we put it in its proper perspective. When we find rest, we find peace with God. And we also find the peace of God. Number two, how do we find rest this morning? I challenge you by asking yourself this question. What is God saying to you in your spiritual journey? Do you ever take... Uh, Take a poll in your own life of how well you're doing in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Where are you at? Are you walking close with him or are you perhaps even like Judas is carrying, walking the other way and betraying our Lord? What is God saying to you? And being obedient to his call. My wife keeps me sometimes on edge because my wife was not raised in a pastor's home. This many as you were. And as many, you know, a pastor's home sometimes, the pastor's is, he spends a lot of time out of the house and he spends a lot of time busy. And there's more to, to pastoring than just preaching and Bible study. There's, there's, there's visiting the sick. There's administration. And there's a lot of things that goes on during the week. In the past. And so uh, uh, Lynn was not raised with that as I was. I, I saw how the pastor lived their life and being faithful to their call. And I guess if that was one thing that I would regret is that my dad was a busy person and he didn't have as much time to spend with me as what I would like. But Lynn didn't come from that. She comes from a business a man's, she's a businessman's daughter. And businessmen, they schedule vacations. Do you know that? Y'all schedule vacations, don't you? Well, in six months... We're going to Hawaii, aren't we going, Priscilla? Hopefully. And, 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 you know, I'm scheduling this out. I'm putting this on the calendar. This is going to happen. I remember one year we were getting ready. Our family, we had six in our family. We was getting ready to go on a trip to Colorado in our station wagon. And we had the car all loaded up and we were ready to pull out. And my dad, bless his heart, got a phone call from somebody in the church. Canceled our vacation that year. 
We didn't have it because somebody in the church called. Now, I know none of you would do that. But I'm just saying, my wife don't understand that. She thinks when I schedule vacation, we're going on vacation. So she keeps, <laughs> I have to tell you this one. This one's a good one. It, because I, I, when I came here, I'm a person, I like to be in the pulpit on Sundays. And I very rarely in my past have missed two or three Sundays a year at the most. And so this, this congregation has been very generous with me in, in, in our agreement when I came. And, and uh, this year, out of the clear blue, my wife says, you know we have a cousin's reunion this second week in October. I said, no. I said, well, we're not going to make it this year. I'm preaching said, remember, we got a wedding coming up the first week in November. Dan, we've got to go to the cousin's reunion. Well, she goes behind my back. She tells my cousin up in Indiana, she says, yeah, we're going to be there. We know how important these things are. And so my brother called me this last week and said, Dan, are you going to the reunion? I said, I just stuttered around. I said, well... I say that I'm not, but Lynn says I am, so I don't know who's going to win. Well, long story, I'm going to be gone that Sunday. But, but, but anyhow, there's a, and, and you got to listen to your heart. You got to listen to God and do what God tells you to do. I don't care what pieces of paper sometimes say on them. You got to listen to God and do what he tells you. That's why I'm here. It's because God told me, God told me to be here. And I pray that that's what God told you. But obedience, what is God saying to you? I'm resting. I'm resting in my call to ministry here at Cypress Street because I know that God told me. And I am happy and at peace and at, with joy. The third thing, I got to hurry because Mike's going to get mad at me because I'm taking his Sunday school time. Uh, 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 is grace. How do I find rest? Grace. Verse 9. There remains that Sabbath rest for the people of God. God rested on the sixth day, on the seventh day. Why? It's because he was finished. He was finished. I want you to know this morning that we can rest in our salvation experience. We don't have to go back and forth with God. We can rest knowing that God did a completed work in us when he died for our sins on the cross. It's not something we have to work for, but it's something that we have to receive and live out in our life, lives of grace. And grace involves rest. Resting in our spirits. Resting in knowing that everything's all right between us and God. It's a comfort. God rested because he was satisfied with what he had done. Are you satisfied this morning in your relationship with God? Are you at rest if you were to die tonight, would you know that your life, that you would rise into eternal rest with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ? 
That's the challenge. Is everything all right? Do you rest in that? I hear so many people say, oh, I hope, I think. I want you to know this morning that you can know, that you can know, that you can know that you are a saint of God this morning. And you can rest in that promise. Jesus said, anybody comes after me, follows me, we can be his disciple this morning. God rested. Jesus rested. And God's people need to rest. He allows us to rest just as he has done. Jesus says, come to me. Are you the laboring or heavy laden? And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle. God does not mean he is gentle and humble in heart. And you shall find rest, rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May God bless you this Labor Day. Remember to rest. Remember to rest in Christ. Remember to spend time with him in his presence. And remember to listen and enjoy his grace that he has given us so full and free. May God bless you this morning. Would you stand with me as we pray? Father, thank you for this time that we read in the word of God about that rest that you promised for your followers. Lord, sometimes we try to put all of our works and deeds in the equation for being right with you. But Lord, there is a time of just spending time with you, relaxing in your presence and listening to your voice. Lord, grant us rest this day. Grant your people rest as we go our ways this day. Lord, if there be someone this morning that is wrestling, someone that, Lord, is carrying deep conviction in their life, may they know this is the day that they can find rest in you. Restore our peace and joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Just sing this chorus this morning. Very simple chorus. It's your testimony in response to God's word this morning. And know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I am the Lord that He loved me. I am the Lord that He loved me. I am the Lord that He I thee, O Lord, 
I put my trust in Thee, O Lord. I put my trust in Thee, O Lord. I put my trust. No music. Sing this as our closing. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I pray that you all will rest these next few days and today. Enjoy God's presence. Enjoy his peace. Enjoy his joy. Enjoy his love. And listen, may the face of God shine on each of us as we go our ways this morning. Amen? Amen. God bless you.